You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges Nashville is a church plant in the heart of Music City, meeting at the Listening Room Cafe in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Here's this week's message. And I, I, I didn't just want to do that traditional Thanksgiving message, but I'm going to dive into a scripture today, a certain story. And if you hang in there with me, everybody say, hang in there with the pastor. You got to hang in there with me. And we'll, we'll, we'll see a different side of it, and we can apply it to our lives and see what God wants to do in us and through us. And uh, just to give a quick shout out, always good to have with us in the house, uh, Joe and Rick's parents with us all the way from Brownsville, Texas. Y'all stand up so we can see you there. Come on. So after service, make sure you show some love to them all the way from Brownsville, Texas. Look at that. All right. If I, if I let this brother up here, I'll tell you, he'll be preaching in Spanish, man. We'll, whoo, that'd be the fire of God right there. So here we go, guys. As we've been talking about lovers of God, everybody say lovers of God. I've been enjoying this series, as many of you have, and uh, this is where we're just focusing on how can we love God more? How can we receive God's love into our lives? How can we show the love of God? And I want to I go back to that scripture. It's not on the screens right now, but uh, go back to our theme scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, where... Paul is talking to Timothy, and he goes on this long list of what, what people will be like uh, in the generation to come. And he says all these things, and he says, Timothy, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. And he goes on to say, men will be lovers of themselves. And he goes on, they will be proud, blasphemers. They will, they will, they will, they will love evil and hate good. And he goes on to say this, he goes, they will also be unthankful. Everybody say unthankful. Come on, say like you mean it, unthankful. They will be unthankful. And as I think about that, and I think about generations, and I think about, about what's the first thing you, you know, your parents taught you, and you can, if anybody is still young enough to remember back then, to where, <laughs> and went over some of y'all's heads. Some of y'all got it, y'all know. But somebody would give you something, and your parents would look at you and say what? What do you say? Or say thank you. Say thank you. And, that's, and, and I think about that, and, and when, when Paul is telling Timothy this, how many of you would, would say that's a prophetic word because as you look today, have you come across some people that seem to be unthankful? Very prophetic word, unthankful. And you may just think, okay, that's, a, that's you know, we, yeah, we talked about that in kindergarten. How did, but how many know thankfulness will take you a long, long way? When you show gratitude to somebody, it will take you a long, long way. And, you know, I was, I was uh, there was one day I was uh, picking up Carrington. Uh, she was uh, at the gymnasium. She was doing some cheer stuff. And so I walked in there, and there's just tons of people. And I was waiting on her to, to come out. And so I just said, let me just go on in there. And I was just standing there minding my own business, Okay. But, you know, sometimes I get in trouble, too, because it's like, but I caught myself. I was minding my own business, and I noticed there was this, there was this dad that came in, and he had a water bottle. And he was, obviously, he was taking it to his daughter, because he walks in, and he's trying to hand her some water, 
And she's about from me, here to this guitar. It's where they are. She walks up to him and stops. And she goes, well, just put it there. It took everything in me. My wife testified. She knows me. It took everything in I'm like, because if that had been my mama or my dad, they'd have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, oh, just put it there. And she walked away. And you know what he did? What did he do? He just put it there and walked away. And I'm thinking now, if she'd have been on a desert somewhere, Without water for days, I mean, no, she just showed a little gratitude. And you may look at that like, well, that's just a little thing, like a bottle of water. I'm like, no, no, that's unthankfulness. And if we're not careful, we, we can slip into this, this analogy that the Apostle Paul gives Timothy. Hey, they will be unthankful. Unthankful. How many, how many of you, when you're doing something for somebody, you just want a little gratitude? They don't, they, don't have to, they don't have to get on a megaphone and yell out that you did something for them, but you would like a little thank you, acknowledgement, right. right? Because we're human. We would like a little acknowledgement that we went out of our way to do something to help somebody. Now, do we do it for that, that reason or is that our motive? No. But because we're human, we want that acknowledgement. I mean, no, God wants that acknowledgement. He wants that. He wants that acknowledgement. So that's why it's in here. Paul said they will be unthankful. Look at the society society today. We're so busy after something that we can't see the something that we already have. So busy after something, we can't see the something that we already have. And it brings me to scripture. Here we go. If you got your Bible, take your notes, write these scriptures down because I do want you to go home and just meditate on these as you go through the week, as you approach Thanksgiving. Make sure you meditate on these scriptures. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Everybody say thanksgiving. I will glorify him with thanksgiving. Now, when you, when, you, when you read that, you think, okay, I'll sing God's praise. I will praise God's name in song. I know I do that and glorify him with thanksgiving. So I begin to dive into that. It, it's more than just when you hear the word, I'm going to glorify him. We can glorify him with song. But it says, I will also glorify him with thanksgiving. Meaning, when we're giving thanks to God, privately or in public, you ever, you ever see a... A, uh, a sports figure or somebody that is well known and they use their platform to thank God. Have you ever watched interviews like that? And when that happens, it's like when you're thanking God on that level, you're thanking God in front of people. I believe you're glorifying God and you're also causing people to acknowledge God as well. That word glorify, when you look it up in the definition in the dictionary, it means to describe or represent. So if I if I use my voice in a public setting to thank God for something He's done in my life, I'm actually describing to others what God has done in my life. 
And it's not to make me look good or to puff me up, but it's to exalt God and to glorify God. Y'all tracking with me? When I'm able to do that and, and acknowledge him and not be afraid and, and give him thanks and thanksgiving, I am, I am representing him, I am describing him, his goodness. God, I, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you, God, for, for, for uh, uh, holding me back so we didn't get into that accident. What am, what am I doing? I'm describing God's goodness in this generation, in this land. That's why we should never, never miss out on an opportunity to stand up and speak up for what God has done in our life. Amen? You know, my, 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 my background is Kojic, Church of God in Christ. That's old school back then. And we used to have what you call testimony service. Anybody ever been a part of a church that had testimonial service? Hmm? Jen says yes. Okay, testimony service. And we would do that, and, and what it was, is like somebody would just, they would stand up and they would just begin to thank God for what he had done in their life. When they would get through it, bounce to somebody else, and they would thank God for what he had done in their life. And in the midst of them thanking God, other people were encouraged, other people were inspired, other people drew strength from somebody else just simply thanking God for what he has done. Amen. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Is thankfulness a feeling or a commitment? Mm. I can't answer that for you. Is that a feeling or a commitment? Is it God's will for our lives? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it covers that. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Everybody say all. So that's good times, bad times, unwanted times, great times, high mountain times, low valley times. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Have you ever been so at, at such a low moment in your life that it was hard to find something to be thankful for? Because we're looking for the physical part, right? We're looking for, man, you know, we're looking for the, maybe the money in our bank account or, or uh, the kind of job we have, or maybe we're looking at the house we live in, or maybe we're looking at how many friends we have, and, and then we don't have all that, and we love, we're trying to, we're looking for the physical part, but it says, in all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, and for me, and for all of us. So it's not based upon a feeling, amen? It's based upon a commitment. It's based upon a commitment. And so many times I believe we have to be displaced because you don't, you don't, you don't, sometimes you can't even see the blessings that you have until you're displaced. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, let me, let me, can I tell you a story? So this is displacement because we can get so caught up and the temporal things. And we can complain about the things that, that we do have. The next time you complain about something, you know, imagine life without it. 
You know, I remember when I was, I guess I was in my 20s, I bought my first brand new vehicle. I pretty excited, I think that's a pretty exciting thing. First brand new vehicle, I'm excited. I'm washing it every day. Y'all been there. Ask me how many times I wash my vehicles now. I, you know, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Heather's shaking her head. We don't, you know. But it's like, not that we're not appreciative, but, you know, single, got my car. I'm wiping it down every day. And I bought it. And a week later, Rick, it starts getting this little rattle in the steering wheel. Like I hear something like loose. And it's like, and I took it back to the dealer and, and they're like, man, we took it apart and did this and tightened it up and it's still, something's still rattling on the inside and I'm frustrated. I go back to the dealer again. I'm like, man, it's a brand new vehicle and, you know, I paid good money for this. This, this shouldn't even, just a little rattle inside of the steering wheel. And I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, I'm mad, can't sleep at night. And uh, about two weeks later, uh, I connect with a pastor friend of mine, and we go on this missions trip uh, in Brownsville over into Matamoras. <laughs> go on a missions trip, and we're helping this, this um, pastor in a little place called, uh, what was it? It was Matamoras. I forget the, it was Bethel. Everything is Bethel over there, you know? <laughs> and so we're helping them with the church service, and we're doing some stuff, and I'm with this group. Everybody's excited to be there. And people are walking and coming from miles. From, from, some people came from a couple miles, uh, the nearby villages. And I saw this one family come up together to where we were going to be doing the service. It was the dad, the mom, and two kids driving up. Except they were not in a car. They were on a bicycle. His wife was on the back. The two kids were in the basket in front of the bicycle. Y'all tracking with me? And he pulled up with a smile on his face. So happy and excited. He said, we almost thought we weren't going to make it, but I got my bicycle fixed. How many think I'm feeling pretty low by right then? What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about fussing about the little rattle that's in my brand new car. And this guy was excited he got his bicycle fixed so he could bring his family to the church service. God taught me a huge lesson that day. So many times, guys, we have to be displaced sometimes. We, we do. If you've never been on a mission trip, I, I encourage you to do one. Because you are truly blessed. If you're here in America, you are truly blessed. And you forget sometimes. Go, go somewhere where somebody doesn't have the privilege to worship God. Go somewhere where somebody doesn't have the privilege to, uh, to live life the way they wanted to. And from that moment on, kid you not, I quit complaining. I think God set that up. I quit complaining, and guess what? I got back to my car, never heard a rattle again. Never heard the thing rattle. I was so mad, I'm shaking, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking it because I wanted to rattle again. I'm, I'm going down some bumpy roads because I need this thing to rattle. But in that moment, here's the thing. Was it rattling? 
Or was it not rattling? I don't know. Maybe I was, maybe God took me someplace where I was displaced to where I was focusing on the blessing of just having a vehicle. Maybe it still rattled. If it did, I couldn't hear it because I was just so thankful. Uh-oh. That's a word for somebody. There's some rattling in your life right now. Rattling in your world right now. You're so focused on the rattle that you can't see the blessing. See, I I wasn't thankful for the new car because of the rattle. But when I got displaced, (laughs) I became thankful. When I became thankful, the rattle went away. Is this helping anybody today? Give me a hand clap to encourage me. There you go. Oh, I didn't even have to ask for that one. We're moving right along. Then I'm going to close with a story, and I'm going to get the guys back up here. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And I go over these scriptures. No, I already went over that one. I'm sorry, Grayson. Uh, Colossians 4, 2. The scriptures I want to encourage you guys. I didn't just randomly select. These are things God has put on my heart. I'm going to dive back into these this week as well as we approach Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but Colossians 4.2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Okay? Highlight that. Write it down because I want you to think about it this week. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Everybody say thankful. Devote yourselves. Be devoted. Be intent. Make it a priority. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful, and thankful. We've got to devote ourselves to being thankful. Devote ourselves. But before it says thankful, it says being watchful. Being watchful. Okay? Keep that in mind. Lock it away. We're going to dive back into that in just a few moments here. Being watchful. Prayer, being watchful, and being thankful. And I believe as we enter into times of prayer, anybody ever prayed and asked God for something or you needed God to move? So we're praying, but we also have to be watchful. Because I truly believe sometimes God answers prayers, but we, we're not watching. or we've expected it to be a certain way, we can't see God move. Got to be watchful and be thankful. Okay? So in Luke 17, uh, everybody remembers this one, the story of the 10 lepers. If you've never read the story, I encourage you to go back, dive into that. Uh, This is where uh, there were 10 lepers that came up to Jesus, and they needed him to heal him. Healed them all, and Jesus looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. So that's the backstory there. Uh, leprosy was a horrible disease back in Bible times. Uh, it would, uh, man, basically, it had the ability to take you down to nothing. You would lose limbs. Uh, uh, was, your skin would be all messed up. You'd get so much of this leprosy, and all of a sudden you would be isolated from society. They didn't want you to be around. Y'all remember COVID? 
It was kind of like that. You'd be isolated, didn't want to be around, no, nobody wanted you around them and things like that. So this is what's going on. These 10 lepers like, hey, we've heard about Jesus. We're coming to him. And they're like, Jesus, can you have mercy on us? Heal us. And Jesus simply said, go show yourself to the priest. Okay? He never, never laid hands on them, not because they had leprosy. He wasn't afraid of anything, but he never said, be cleansed. He just said, go show yourselves to the priest. Because Bible customs back then, the only way you could be, be deemed cured of leprosy was by the priest. The priest had to examine you and almost write a declaration. You are free from leprosy. You can enter back into society, go and be back with your family. So Jesus simply said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, here we go. These 10 lepers, I'm sure they prayed about it. They came to Jesus. Hey, can you help us? Go show yourselves to the priest. And the Bible says in Luke 17, Verse 15, we'll catch up with them. It says, it says, and so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, everybody say one of them. When he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And this is Jesus. Like, wait a minute. The Bible says, and one of them, when he saw, when he saw, and I think, I think, you know, as I've read that, I've preached it. A lot of different ways, but, but this is what stands out to me because of Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful, watching. You, it's, it's one thing when you pray and you're asking God for something or you need God to move in your life and you're not watching for it to happen, then we're not staying in faith. We're not expecting it to happen. So when I go back here, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so I, I began to say, God, you know, you got, you got nine of them. Surely the other nine would have been like, whoa, thank Jesus. Think about that. If you'd have been one of the other nine, wouldn't you have, maybe if you'd have ran out of time, I don't have the time to go all the way back to Jesus, but, but I'm going to throw up a thank you God somewhere Amen. in the midst of that. I would at least thank you God to acknowledge, but it says, the, Jesus said only, only, the only one that came back was a Samaritan. Now we've talked about this before, but Samaritans wanted nothing to do with the Jews. These races were divided, and all of a sudden, but this, this Samaritan who went from not wanting anything to do with the Jews or Jesus found himself in a situation where he needed help, and the only one that could help him was a Jew, and that was Jesus. So he had to get over himself 
and go to Jesus. But I go back to it says, and one of them, when he saw, everybody say saw. When he saw that he was healed. When he saw that he was healed. And so I propose this question to myself. I wonder if the other nine were healed and didn't see it. I wonder if they were restored and, and didn't see it. Because it says one of them, and, and, and I know Jesus, it's not like, you know, he gave the word, his word is powerful, but I think they were all healed, but maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they didn't recognize it. Maybe they, they didn't see that the prayer had been answered. Because this is leprosy. This is, this is a big deal. Can I really break it down? What have you been like, Lord? Now, I'm not saying anybody go do this. But y'all know when that, when that lotto gets up to like a billion, you, you know. Well, you, you know, you know. A lotto gets up to a billion. You're like, Lord, give me the winning numbers. And if you hit a billion dollars, you're going to be thanking God. Come on now. All the religion goes out the window. You're going to be thanking God. But this was leprosy. This was like hitting the billion dollar jackpot. And only one came back when he saw that he was healed. Maybe it took the others a little bit longer to even see what God or what Jesus had did in their life. I don't know. It's just something for us to think about. I don't have the answer for that, but I do know that one of them prayed and he saw. According to Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer. He prayed, he was watchful, and he saw. And then he was thankful. And I think so many times we can go through our life and we can be praying for something and never looking for it. It shows up and we don't even know. We don't see how blessed we are. We don't, we, we, we don't see the miracle that has just taken place. We don't, we don't see that if we, woke, if we woke up this morning and got out of bed and dressed our own self, we don't see how blessed we are. Yes. Amen or ouch? That's the truth. It says one of them when he saw that he was healed, he returned. And I want to challenge all of us. We've got to begin to see. We've got to begin to see. Not what we don't have, but what we do have. We've got to begin to see that as long as we've got God in our life, listen, we have everything that we need. If we've got, if we've, if, mm, we have the creator of the universe with us. You're blessed. Amen. You're highly favored. You are blessed. Well, we've got to see that. And I think this world and life has a way of blinding our eyes and beating us down and causing us not to see. And when we can't see it, we're not going to be thankful for it. Y'all tracking with me? We're not going to be thankful for it. You know, sometimes this generation, this younger generation, even with our kids, we have to teach them how to show gratitude and be thankful to be thankful so they don't grow up thinking everything is, is just automatic and, oh, just, that just happened. No, no. 
Somebody provided that for you. Be thankful for that. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Let me write, write this down if you're taking notes or you can go back and listen again. I'm going to wrap this up. Thankfulness acknowledges God and creates a continuous awareness of his presence to you and others. Let me ask you this. Do you ever sit in his presence and simply reflect on his goodness and faithfulness in your life? You know, maybe sometimes before we, we hit that, that list of what we need and we wake up in the morning and we've got a, got a, got a, got a, a, a prayer list, but it's filled of needs. I mean, no, God already knows what you need. Amen? Amen. God already knows that. But maybe it's, it's he needs us to sit and watch and see all around us the blessings that we have, the blessings, the goodness that he's shown in our life. Do we ever sit in his presence? I'm going to invite the team back out. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna close it on just a few moments here, but we're going we're gonna to sit in his presence and just receive from him and reflect on his faithfulness and goodness. Let me ask you this one other thing. Are you too busy and overwhelmed by what you don't have that you're void of thankfulness for what you do have? See, life has that way of, because we're all on a journey somewhere, all trying to get from where we are to where we want to be in life. Amen? Amen. We're all there. All got goals, and hopefully, they are in, hopefully your goals are in alignment with God's goals for your life. <laughs> but when we're on that journey, trying to be what God wants us to be, we may not be there yet, because it's a journey. Nobody, nobody's arrived. You know what? When you get to heaven, you will have arrived. <laughs> nobody's arrived. But while you're on that journey, listen, don't ever be too busy trying to, trying to acquire something or accomplish something that you forget and your eyes are not focused on. Even if you don't reach that, you're still blessed. Even if you don't accomplish that, God has still done some amazing things in your life. Sometimes we just got to slow down and sit in his presence and look around and say, God, you've truly, you've truly blessed me. Amen? This help anybody today? I'm going to get the team back out. I don't know. They're going to do a couple songs here and just close us out. And, but while we're doing this, and it's, it's not delayed. It's about 10.50. We're still good on time here. But as we approach these songs, there's going to be some songs of thanksgiving and, and just acknowledging God of who he is. I want you to reflect. I don't, I don't want you to miss this moment, but I want you to reflect. And if you've got pen and paper, maybe, maybe in this moment, Write down some things that you can be thankful for right now in your life. Even if it's three things, try to identify two to three things that you can be thankful for. As we all get ready to approach this Thanksgiving holiday season, you know, and, and that may look different for a plethora of different people. I'm not saying everybody's going to be sitting around the table with cheery smiles on their face, eating turkey. I don't even like turkey. I'm allergic to turkey. But we will have some ribs there. Am I? But whatever that situation is, however it turns out, 
Listen, you're already, you're already are blessed before we get to Thanksgiving Day. Amen. God's done some amazing things in your life before we even get to Thursday. And I hope this message, my hope is that somehow it spurred you through the your hearing of God's scripture and his word. Uh, Grayson, put Colossians 4 2 back up there. That we spend this time devoting yourselves to prayer, being watchful, being watchful and thankful. I want to encourage all of us, be watchful, be looking. When you walk out of here today, you get back in your car, however you got here, you walk back to your apartment, whatever it is, I want you to be looking. Don't just get in a rut or a routine. Be watchful so that God can point out, I believe the Spirit of God is going to point out to you some things that maybe you've taken for granted, some things that you've just never really said, God, thank you for that. As we enter into this time of worship, let the Spirit of God speak to your heart. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To find out more about us and who we are, check out our website at bridgesnashville.com or find us on social media at Bridges Nashville.